0: It's happy hour again on itsneworleans.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris, and I have got three amazing New Orleanians to introduce you to today. We're live from the Collins Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue in Uptown New Orleans. The Collins Hotel is a great place to come and have a drink if you live in New Orleans, and a great place to come and stay if you're coming to visit us here in New Orleans. It's kind of an atypically weird and cold day today here in New Orleans, actually. It's never like this. It's very wintry, so we thought we'd do a show today about altering our state of consciousness. There's a number of ways you can alter your states of consciousness around the country and around the world, but here in New Orleans we like to do it all at the same time. So today, we're talking about coffee, we're talking about alcohol, we're talking about music. They're all legal, correct? And they're all great ways to change your state of consciousness, and we're going to find out something about a little bit of each of those today. Our cocktail expert is Star Hodgson, who's an award-winning bartender, a cocktail uh. consultant, and also the beverage director at, no, no longer the <laughs> beverage director <laughs> at this bunch of restaurants. I don't mention that. Not Whatever longer, I do. No. Okay, uh,
1: I am now just a solo freelance artist. Okay, so
0: you're a freelance cocktail consultant and cocktail designer and cocktail creator. I am. I couldn't imagine a much better job except perhaps, for you, yours, Kirk Meyer. You're known as, in fact, you told me you're a coffee man. Coffee man. You're a coffee man at Orleans Coffee Exchange. You're also the founder of SNOB, the Society of New Orleans Baristas? Correct. Is it pronounced baristas?
2: Barista. Uh, technically, it would be
0: baristi, baristi. <laughs> that would be the plural of baristae. Right. Barista. We'll keep it simple and just and call it th- barista. And our third guest today is, and I say this with all humility in a city... Filled with incredible musicians, one of the most incredible musicians living in New Orleans, a young man called Andrew Duhon. Andrew, welcome to its New Orleans Happy Hour as well.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: We're very, very happy to have you. We've all fallen in love with your music over a little while here. I have to ask you, Duhon is spelled D-U-H-O-N, which is a Cajun name, isn't
3: it? It is a Cajun name. Uh, Head up to Lafayette, it's Duhon. You know, but It's pronounced "duyon," "duyon," but you can't you can't get the New Orleans to pronounce it that way, so I've
0: given up. I can't <laughs> get them
1: to say Burgundy either. <laughs>
0: How do I say Burgundy? No, Burgundy. 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 Yes. And, and in our studio, talking of music, is my co-host and musical accompanist, Mitch Foreman. Mitch, hey guys, how's it going? We're pretty good. How are you doing out there?
4: I'm very well, very well.
0: What are you doing exactly?
4: Oh, I've been working on a, uh, a new CD project. Lately with some singers And uh, just keeping busy Ready for some TV stuff
0: What TV shows are you working on this week? Uh,
4: I do a little music for some CBS shows Some uh, Dr. Phil Dr. uh, Phil Mm. Dr. Phil, Inside Edition, Rachel Ray Things like that
0: Okay do you get to hang out, actually meet those people? Do you ever seen meet Dr. Phil or Rachel Ray or anybody?
4: Uh, no, I've never seen nor met them.
0: Do you ever watch the show with your music on it?
4: Uh, all the time. All the <laughs> time. <laughs> never. Okay, I think or we never.
0: understand what? it. It's one of those two. <laughs> so, yeah. do or Du Han? <laughs> where, where are your parents from originally?
3: My dad's from Kaplan, Louisiana. Uh, it's just uh, toward the bayou from uh, Lafayette, basically. You know,
0: home of the Kaplan Waltz. Uh, Isn't that some sort of old Cajun song?
3: It's got to be. Yeah, in fact, that sounds familiar. I think I discovered that song not too long ago. I'm glad you're jogging my memory. I have to send that along to my dad because I don't know if he knows about that. Is he a musician? No, he's not. What does he do? He is a chemical engineer.
0: (laughs) And at one of those refinery-type joints up there?
3: He he actually does, food for thought, uh, safety startup protocol for oil rigs.
0: Safety startup protocol for oil rigs. I wouldn't... Have, any of you guys of want to weigh in ago? on that? Yeah. Can anyone take one attack, a stab at what that is? Start. Um,
1: it's probably the same as tuning a guitar, yeah?
3: Yeah, pretty much the same.
0: Similar to standard tuning. Standard tuning. tuning. Kirk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: i got to say, I wish we could have had a little more of that a couple months back.
0: When there was a major oil spill. Yeah, it probably could yeah, have helped at the beginning. Yeah, it I'm would have been you. to that have some safety protocol. Your dad wasn't involved with all that, I suppose. He was not. He had some
3: things to say about it, though, you know, like... Of course, consulted him about the situation.
0: So, when did you move to New Orleans? Um, uh,
3: I think when I was born, uh, they had already moved to you know to New Orleans. So, uh, oh, okay, so my, they- my mother was from uh, from Metairie, essentially, and uh, so they met, and the rest is history. You know,
0: they fell in love, and that's that whole. That's thing. nice. At you know, least you've got that going for you. Your parents are still in love with each other. Sure,
3: you know, and in fact, he's he's working in Houston these days, so. You know, he makes a commute every weekend to see mom. Wow. It's great.
0: It's. Did you grow up in a home filled with love? I
3: would have to say I did. Yeah. So uh,
0: where does all the despair come from?
3: <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. Um, Doesn't it I come don't, from the teen years? Yeah, you know, from <laughs> the from the angstful, uh youth and adolescence. But uh, on the same token, I don't I don't necessarily think that I have lived anything less than a charmed life in every way. But uh, but when it comes to you know moments of heartache or moments of uh where where death hits close to your door it's always something to me that's very tangible and something that's easily written about if writing is your thing you know your point of ventilation or something you, you, you have.
0: have a lot of a lot of mentions of death in your in your lyrics yeah uh i think i think are, are you haunted by some sort of a fear yeah. of death or embrace, I, I, embracing death or? yeah you know what that's another
3: thing i don't feel like death has ever hit me super close in fact uh only a few, few weeks ago, buried a good friend of mine from high school, um, but really, you know, I, I haven't felt the brunt of death really close to me, but every time it, it comes fairly close, it's always something that I, uh, that I, uh, I think about a lot and, and I, I contemplate, because I don't, th- I don't think it's something that anybody really understands, uh, which I think is part of the coping process, is wrapping your mind around the idea that this is going to happen to us all and uh you know i think it's just i think freud said something like you know death is is not possible to be comprehended and you only you know you only uh disillusion yourself is disillusioning yourself is the way of coping and and to come back into this uh uh, illusion of uh that that it won't happen to you or that it doesn't actually exist is how you
0: that's how you we know, keep going, I by keep believing that we're in, stop Im, immortal right. and invincible. Hey,
4: can I jump in for a moment? Yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month already, I read this book called Struck by the Light. I forget the author's name, but it's a guy who was Jesus. struck by lightning and had died and, uh, like a, a few times, actually, in his huh. lifetime.
0: And struck by lightning a few times in his lifetime? Okay, right there. That no, he, no, he got, Did he see, win he the got struck by li- right.
4: No, no, no. He got struck by lightning once and died. Oh. technically and then his uh, I think his heart was so injured that he died subsequently a few more times <laughs> And but he writes about his experience it's fascinating
0: <laughs> so. what does he say death was like then is it the white light and you know someone yeah, beckoning me from the, the other side and the grandma's stan- there and the, it, did he see it's my the dog standard,
4: uh, it's the standard the, thing you hear about death it seems to be a very similar right. experience to a lot of people but the thing that he walked away from it with is he's totally not afraid of dying anymore
0: sure. okay well, that's yeah, good. Zero, uh,
4: zero fear of death. So I guess uh,
3: he, he experienced something that seemed like uh, an afterlife then, maybe? Or the introduction? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah I mean, cool. uh, I think I it here. was, you know, he sees this more as the, <clears throat> as the dream state. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? So, um, Andrew, what song does that naturally lead into, <sighs> talking of death
3: <sighs> and uh, <segue>. fearlessness
0: <sniffs> and Let's see. immortality?
3: Right, yeah, I know exactly what song it leads into. It's a song called Scared to Death of Dying.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> ha
3: how's about that So yeah, the song's on the on the album
5: Well everybody's got their dream Some just wake up before theirs has told the truth. Others chase them round like children, but grow old before theirs has shown their youth. Yeah, nobody's got forever, but a dream can make forever feel too soon. Yeah, don't make you scared to death or dying, too scared to even move. I ain't got songs on the radio And I'm not sure I'd be happier if I did But I'll sit and sing a song for you And I'll make whatever people want to give And I watch folks around me trembling at the falls They can't seem to forgive Yeah, I might be scared to death to die Afraid to live Oh, set in sign If you're coming back this way Won't you bring me back tomorrow yeah. Oh, set in sign If you're coming back this way Won't you bring me back tomorrow Yeah, I might be Lost and fallen but All I can give Yeah, I might be scared to death of dying, but I ain't afraid to live. My life don't need a battlefield, this road I walk is dangerous as it is. They put his name there on the war memorial, that he and I would skate along his key. the death of dying But I ain't afraid to live Oh, set inside If you're coming back this way Won't you bring me back tomorrow Oh, set inside If you're coming back this way Won't you bring me back tomorrow Oh, oh Lord, cause I ain't got much to But I'll give you all I know how to give Yeah, I might be scared to death or die But I ain't afraid to live No, I ain't afraid to live
0: It's beautiful. uh, I know this is probably an insult, Andrew, but I don't even care what you sing. Yeah, that's i just just listening. It's just beautiful, isn't it? It was just a beautiful voice and a beautiful just persona. That yeah, something uh, special about the way you play and sing.
3: It's funny to think about that because you know I I'm all about the lyrics and I love the words and then
0: yeah. Do people do other people tell you that? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of an insult. Yeah,
3: yeah. I guess it's it's funny, you know, to think about how. How hard I try to stress the the lyrics and and in, at the end of the day at the live show how many people are really listening to the words?
0: Well, I don't anymore? think you could probably say la la oh, la la on. la.
1: Everyone's sitting there singing along with you. Can yeah. <laughs> well,
0: if they if they
3: bought the CD at the last show and heard it in their car and took their time to learn the words, then they know the words. But you know if if they're just at the show and. Uh, Walls are noisy and everybody's talking. They they can't hear the words anyway. So,
0: but it's amazing to have to that sort of persona and that timber in your voice and that whatever that you know, je ne sais quoi, is that that mm-hmm. sort of talent. I suppose is what it is I to put it spot. across and be an incredible <laughs> lyricist on top of it. Because the lyrics are incredibly moving and deep. I mean, they're way more mature than your years. I'm sure. How old are you? Twenty five. Doesn't that sound like that's an old man?
3: A little bit, yeah. The yeah, lyrics. I mean, wise. Uh, that's There's experience in that. That's a compliment to uh, back up your your. Yeah, it balances That's the insult right. if I'm not listening. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I appreciate
0: that. And, uh, what do you think,
3: Mitch?
4: I would agree, totally.
3: Yeah,
0: awesome. beautiful, beautiful. Song, Where is right? Mitch right now, by the way? Mitch is in the studio, Okay. Where? Back there because he's, he's too scared to come. I, fe- to I felt
3: back because we didn't. He I'm wasn't afraid invited of or something. Afraid of
0: people. No, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's got a social phobia. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. we got to
4: get it hooked up so I could play you. along with the artists. That
0: yeah, that, cool. that' what we need Whoa. to figure uh, out as cool. well. Well, you, can, up you, up even, level. you can't even you can't even drink along with us, which is a shame today, Mitch, because uh, no. uh, Star Hodgson is here, who's uh, who is um, uh, an award winning bartender and cocktail. What do you call yourself, cocktail designer?
1: Um, I call myself lots of things but most often um, fabulous bar- bartender usually is just fine
0: bartender sounds a bit of a sort of an ordinary term compared to creative well, I mean, cocktail consultant or I,
1: I create cocktails but at the end of the day you really have to be a great bartender in order to to make them you know really what is the Absolutely. connection
0: it's sort of like the connection between being a songwriter and a singer between a cocktail designer and a cocktail server which is a bartender what's the hook up there
1: Well I mean I could make the best cocktails in the world but if I never left my house no one would ever try them.
0: Well, we what know. about people who write cookbooks and they have recipes and people cook they them? They
1: have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> they so, have an agent that takes their work out of the house for them. So you
0: have to go and be like a sort of a drug dealer?
1: Almost, yes, you you do. I mean, this weekend I'll be working at the Treme premiere event and I'll be peddling one of my cocktails. And, I mean, what it, it helps when it's free and then everyone just gets to drink it and they'll come back for more of it. So but, that's mm. the, Treme,
0: the Treme TV show? Yes. Are they having a premiere for... For the second series?
1: Yes, the second season is coming out April 25th, I believe. So this ah. weekend will be the, the local party to raise some money for some good New Orleans charities. And so,
0: so they hired you as the cocktail. I'll be
1: I'll be one of several, I think maybe seven of us will be there serving a specialty cocktail that we, we each created.
0: So seven invited bartenders... So you're one of the seven more sort of significant bartenders in New Orleans. How many? I would I would hope so. Okay. <laughs> so are they all designing cocktails like you do or do they yeah, just yes make there's, it a, and
1: there's a lot of a lot of a so designers there's a So cocktails of really in cocktails every day. So.
0: Really? little bit of city in the world or just here in New Orleans?
1: Oh, of every city of the world bit It's a little bit of a little It's fruition I mean it's 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 even popping up in places like kansas city you know there's you can get a cocktail in kansas city so yes there's there's a But co- what's the difference
0: between a cocktail like we used to know like it like a, is a gin and tonic a cocktail no it's a mixed drink okay so what's a cocktail by definition
1: i think a cocktail involves at least three ingredients
0: <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> um what what are the what, any three is that your definition or is that the sort of aren't you a member of some sort of cocktail association i saw on the internet
1: I am a member of the USBG, the United States Bartenders Guild. United
0: States Bartenders Guild. Indeed. And do you have to pay dues to that?
1: You do. It's now, like how a much union. is that? Um, it's is it
0: like 1% of your income, like totally. the writer's no, guild? Not
1: <laughs> it's not a pyramid scheme. No, it's about $50 a year. $50
0: bucks a year and you're in?
1: And you're in. And do you I have to
0: pass a test? Could I do it?
1: I don't think you have to pass. No, anyone. You're We've in. Ha- we have people that are members that are just affectionados. So, yes, you could right. absolutely right. come. And every month there's a meeting and we get together and wow. often it's... Uh, You've got d- a different distributor or product vendor coming in and telling you about their products and you get to sample new things and see what's going on in the market. And what's trends. going on
0: then? What's the latest?
1: Uh, the latest? Um, my goodness. The latest is coffee.
0: Cut. <laughs> what, Sig- what, what do you mean it's coffee?
1: Um, well, I mean in my world, it's cold. It's uh, It's been a miserable month of January. I've had it's I toddy thought, season. It is toddy season.
0: Toddy, hot toddy season. Oh, yeah.
1: We're going to have our toddy today, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's just, it's yeah. cold, and, you, you know, everyone's just kind of tired of the gloom. We're ready for some warmer weather. We're ready for some Mardi Gras, so, We're yes. ready
0: to get drunk. Uh, I was going to say it. Thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's That's a little the, bit of that, too. That is, that is that acceptable to say that to a person who creates cocktails? Are we supposed to save the taste? And
1: well, I think, um, I think once you have a sip of the cocktail... Uh, Ed, I mean, I had some over last night. I was making him cocktails, and he was like. I think I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, why is that? He's like, I just love the taste of this. I just want to keep drinking it. Yeah, so does that
0: make you an alcoholic? And I explained to him,
1: that doesn't make you an alcoholic. Oh, that thank makes God. You,
0: we're off the That <laughs>
1: makes you appreciate a cocktail. <laughs> hey,
0: listen, isn't, isn't New Orleans the in the home of the cocktail? Wasn't the cocktail invented it, it, in New Orleans? It, well,
1: we, we do debate with another city. But yes, it, indeed it was. Who is the
0: second city who believes they created the cocktail? New York
1: thinks they created the cocktail.
0: And what's the truth?
1: The truth is New Orleans created the cocktail. It comes from the French word coquette, which was a little egg cup that was used to hold the first cocktail so absolutely New Orleans made who was the
0: guy cocktail. who came up with it or a woman who came up with it
1: let's see the first cocktail I've, that I know of um, is the Sazerac it's our oldest oh, cocktail okay. and it was created by Antoine Peixot in 1847 I believe and that was
0: medicinal I believe it
1: was what was it supposed to cure? Ha, like,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what was it supposed to cure? Like intestinal disorders or something.
1: It sort? was supposed to cure probably 18 different ailments. Oh, okay, yeah. it was like a
0: snake oil. kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Thing. You
1: know, it's a, an all-around. Kind it does
0: of cure a lot of stuff because it's a very small it drink does. and it makes you feel great when you. A hot toddy you're is medicinal.
1: medicinal. It's supposed to so, help your cold and flu.
0: So, did you get into cocktail designing from being a boozer yourself, or? No,
1: I'm not really not much of a boozer at all unless I'm so. out.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you're out now. How did you? Uh, how did you get
1: into it? I started by making... I used to love to have little garden parties and dinners for my friends. And this is when
0: you are grown up, not a little girl with plastic.
1: Exactly. This, this, this is, is exactly. when I was in my younger 20s. And I like to have a whole bunch of people over. And the only way to really serve everybody at the same time was to do everything ahead of time. So all of my appetizers would all be finger foods and done the day before and to have a punch bowl cocktail. I love the punch bowl cocktail. Okay. The punch bowl is kind of like the water cooler of the office. People hang around the punch bowl, they can have cocktails together. It's already mixed. There's nothing to worry about. You just can sit there and sip, and have a great time. And so, it was a way of entertaining my friends and having them all enjoy themselves and not have to So worry you're a, about.
0: so you're a social Person, you like to entertain, and that's how you decided to design your own drinks rather than.
1: That is where just makes you an inspiration came from.
0: Yes. Okay, so listen, what have you? I see we're set up over here. We have a little table with various bottles and glasses and all sorts of uh, juice squeezes, So we might as well start uh, start drinking, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, well, what are you What are you making for us?
1: Our, my first cocktail I'm going to make for you today uh, was just invented for the occasion. I'm calling it Triple Buzz. It is triple
0: buzz. Triple buzz. So you spent visiting it especially for its New Orleans happy hour. Absolutely. Oh, this is amazing. Would it be uh, the official drink of its New Orleans happy hour?
1: It certainly could be. That's it weird. Certainly could be. We
0: haven't got an official drink, so that could be great. There you we'll be go. Be the judge of that. Triple. <laughs> so let's t- triple buzz. I'm writing it down because, you know, it's two words.
1: And it is. What's in it? A coffee bean infused bullet bourbon.
0: Jesus Christ, that's. With some right. fresh
1: squeezed lemon juice, a little bit of honey, some hot water, and I made some fresh whipped cream to put on top. So if you can't have your coffee ah. without your cream.
0: So, Kirk, does that destroy coffee, putting it in alcohol? No, it only uh, it makes enha- it richer. It enhances it? Oh, yeah. So you're not a purist in that sense, that no, you can't uh, mess around with I po- enjoy a great
2: organic single origin. On, later on that day, I'll go get a, a cappuccino from a gas station. It's... It's all relative. Really? It's all coffee is that true? Coffee. You don't
0: mind buying crappy coffee at a gas station? Well, no, because I treat it as crappy coffee
2: and I don't expect it to be anything that it's not. And it's crappy coffee, so...
0: How many cups a day do you drink?
2: Uh, probably about four to six espressos and With anywhere the- between two to four cups of coffee. Wow.
0: How okay. are you feeling right now, then? Are you in a low or are you... It's a constant. A p- it's constantly buzzing. Yeah. Well, triple buzz. Let's do it. I don't want to right. make you sit here and... So can we? Do so I get if I get up with you? This should t- apparently work, except for that. Okay. So now I can't hear anything, but I think that's going to be okay. So we're standing over here. Can you tell us what you're doing?
1: Okay. So I'm going to take one ounce of my coffee-infused bullet bourbon.
0: What is coffee-infused bullet? What's the word bullet? Refer to not the same as coffee. Well, There's no bullets a, in it. The right. maker of this. Bourbon. Oh, I see. Okay.
1: It's um for a, a bourbon. It is really very dry. It's high in rye content, so it makes it really great for making cocktails because you can make it as sweet or as dry as you'd like.
0: What is rye? Rye is like a wheat.
1: Rye, rye is a wheat. Is one of the. So it's healthy. In, absolutely. So this is fiber. This is a health cocktail.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is natural fiber, then, so we can feel good about totally. this. You can absolutely click right. Okay. This. And How then c- yes,
1: we are going to take. A little bit of my honey simple syrup.
0: That simple syrup is a sugar syrup.
1: It is, but this is actually made just with honey. Okay. Let me start with that. How let's long did them.
3: you uh, infuse the, the bourbon?
1: Uh, let's see. This one, about four hours. Huh. Um, your infusions, you can do for different... Depending on what it is that you're doing, you can infuse it for different amounts of time. I mean, I would maybe even infuse it a little bit longer um, and see what that tastes like. But I felt after about four hours, I had enough of the coffee flavor in the bourbon that I pulled it because I didn't know if it was going to get... This is my first time infusing coffee. All right. I didn't know if it was going to get too bitter or if I was going to lose anything, so yeah. we stopped right there. Do you
0: the taste place. it on the way like that?
1: Oh, I tasted it Every hour.
0: Do you spit it out or do you swallow it?
1: Oh, you don't want to waste liquor like that.
0: All right. strong flavor. <laughs> so you're having six coffees a day there, Kirk, and how many drinks are you having a day and stuff? Oh,
1: not, Unfortunately, not every day. Um, I'm up there with the espressos, though. I'm doing probably like six lattes, which really, do people know that an espresso is only about a third of a cup of coffee caffeine?
2: I think the coffee drinkers of the world do. Um, I mean, it's got a pretty significant caffeine content. I mean, definitely by volume, it's a little less. But uh, I mean, you put a couple down, and you'll definitely, you'll yeah, be, you'll That's be getting,
4: you'll be getting
0: but buzzed. So you're drinking six cups of coffee a day. What about no, no, what no, about no. drinks a, sp- a day?
1: Lattes, which is not a cup. Of coffee. Lattes it's like like a third of a. So what about like two cups of coffee. what about
0: alcoholic drinks a day? How many are you drinking?
1: Um, on a day like today.
0: Hmm. What's the day like today? Thursday. So.
1: If you count the one that I created earlier and then the one that we're gonna have now and then yes. the one that we're gonna have later, that'll be three drinks. So that's not bad. But if you count my entire last week and eight days, I haven't had any. So Really? Yeah. I mean you really hit a club. Today. It's terrible. It's terrible. Grant my house is filled with liquor. I could show you a picture and make you cry. Hmm. But I don't drink it, and that's why it's filled with liquor.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you just do this, you so you're like a Like a drug dealer that doesn't do coke or something. Totally,
3: yeah, exactly. I know people who can take care of your problem at your house. Exactly
0: the same. Where do you live? What part of New Orleans are you? We're in mid city. In mid city. Andrew, where do you live? Mid city. So you guys are close to each other. Kirk, what part of New
1: Orleans? LGD, Little
0: Garden District. Well, we're going to close enough That's a deal
1: That
3: is a business transaction. Okay.
1: So now we're just going to add some hot water to our honey, lemon, and coffee infused bourbon.
0: So, so far, bourbon is the only alcoholic ingredient that of this. That is the only alcoholic ingredient. It's the only alcohol, this is going, going to be. This is a a
1: hot toddy, yes. Yeah, so there's not going to be any other okay. alcoholic ingredient in this
0: drink. Wow. So now we're pouring in a little... This is just regular... Oh, look at that. You can pour it into four glasses without tipping in it, without moving it. Like yeah, moving it along. Happen. Yeah. Like a cooking show. Wow. Okay, very nice. So hey, this yeah. is a small drink. There's not. What do you call this size drink? Like...
1: Well, this is a a rocks glass, but we're just having it um, neat. it's a It's going to be neat, and it's going to be... We're sharing, so it's only a half a cocktail, really. Okay. And then this is a little whipped cream that I made earlier with some heavy cream, a little bit of vanilla, and just a touch of sugar. I think that it goes pretty well when you put it in with the coffee.
0: Yes. I think it does. So what color would you say that is, you guys?
1: It's kind of an amber. Yeah, I was gonna say a amber.
0: light amber. It's an amber hot toddy made of coffee, bullet infused bourbon. Okay, we're we ready to try them. Yeah, what's it to? Who's gonna make a toast here? Ah, it's New Orleans. Are you are you yeah. drinking one as well? Yes, Star, sir, yeah. yes. Okay, I thought you were not going to drink it for a moment there. To it's New Orleans. Amen. To it's New Orleans. Here's to it. Okay. And to to warmer weather. It's yeah. Warm. Amen. To warmer weather. Yes, I think we could all drink To that. August. Okay. Oh wow
1: this drink is actually medicinal. Oh,
0: so if you find I, yourself
1: with a colder flu, I might make it a little bit warmer. Um this we're having our nose just a little bit below where I would have it. But this is actually a medicinal drink because the lemon is vitamin C. Mm-hmm. The honey is really good for soothing your throat. And then the yeah, nice. the um, the bourbon will help relax your your lungs. So if you do have a cough, it'll help relax it and, and get past that. And it also it's would a little you, bit of a pain antiseptic. Grandpa's here. Exactly. So Would you like recommend it for uh, children? My daughter has it. Absolutely. especially uh, good if you want them to sleep.
0: <laughs> she, she, okay. she's, she's
4: 11. I might give her a double dosage. Today.
0: 11 is okay. How old were you when you started drinking, Star? Um,
1: probably, I don't know, when the first time I had a drink. I was probably four. I had a sip of my dad's beer, and then... Um,
0: That's what started the whole thing. Yeah, right. Um, the Downhill first time...
1: I drank with friends I was probably 15, and then I worked as a bartender's apprentice for several years until I was 18, and then um, stepped away from the service industry for a few years, and then got what did, back into it about what did 10 you years do? ago.
0: What did you do when you stepped away?
1: Um, I worked with kids. You did? Yes, I did. I was a teacher.
0: Wow. Okay. And so you, you missed uh, getting boozed up every night.
1: Well, I just found that I had more patience when it was little kids right. acting inappropriately than when it was grown adults. So I, uh, I, I stepped over to the, the young side for a while. Okay, was,
0: that's interesting. Good. Hey, listen, um, Mitch, our technical director who's sitting over here working all the knobs and, and so on here, did that drink as a shot. Oh. Did you see that? You could certainly. Is, do that, is that insulting to you, like telling Andrew that I'm not listening to the lyrics? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It, it's meant to be sipped, but then again, you know, you it's can have It's meant to your be
0: sipped, Mitch. I'm sorry. Have about look that. I really you like. I'm, I'm sorry. Though. I hope you didn't see that. If we
3: can balance Maybe. it out with a compliment, the uh, the coffee and the citrus interplay there was pretty. You like pretty that? Was the nice yeah. the nice
0: balance? between mm-hmm. nice. those, those two. Triple Buzz, the official drink of its New Orleans Happy Hour. because
1: well, you've got that? your your bourbon, you've got your honey, and you've got your. Your uh, coffee bean, so...
0: Triple buzz. Triple buzz. Yeah. There you go. Triple buzz. Okay, now listen. Talking about buzzing. Kirk, how did you get into being a coffee man? And why do you call yourself coffee man and not some sort of more exotic title?
2: Well, I've, worn a lot of couple, I've worn a lot of hats in the industry. Everything from being a barista to a technician to a route guy to a salesman. So having any one title just kind of sells myself short. So I'll use the, the the term from the 19th century coffee man. Oh, well,
0: that was an original official term in the 19th century,
2: coffee well, man. Well, back in the day, the coffee man's uh, here. You'd have your local coffee guy come to your house, bring you your coffee weekly, and he'd go to the next house, and on the next house. So you had your own coffee man, kind of like we had I our own milk man. Yeah, I didn't know anything that. else. So
0: when did we stop having our own coffee man? Piggly Wiggly. Piggly when, Wiggly ruined uh, it. When grocery stores? When we switched right. from
2: general stores to grocery stores. And when, kind of do you the, know when that was? Uh, I've got to say early 20th century, late 19th.
0: That would be a pretty good job being a coffee man. You are a coffee man. Mm-hmm. So, there's
2: a lot worse things that could be called.
0: So other than going around from people's house to house, which you know I can't do, which would seem strange probably, and nobody would let you in.
1: What do I you, would. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for some local coffee for a long time, Kirk. We've got to talk.
0: <laughs> Gladly give you the card. What do you do all day then?
2: Oh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, start with doing a couple cuppings,
0: um, going cuppings, okay now we have to start right there
2: uh, cuppings is a way uh, coffee professionals will try coffee sample coffee um, we taste it under a couple different roasts a couple different uh, quantities of between you know weight of coffee and water as they try to really taste the coffee and we go we do the aspiration and get it all over the back of our tongue so we can really talk about those real subtle flavors and nuances that you might get in the coffee
0: do you talk about coffee tastes like wine tasters talk about wine like there's different tastes unfolding yeah
2: but probably to another level um i want to say wine has a little less than 90 flavonoids and coffee has over 170
0: t- almost twice as many t- right, so flavonoids a, as wine. In a
2: cup of coffee than a no. glass of wine how do you
3: like your cup of coffee
2: I like it a bunch of different ways. depends on the situation. Okay. So uh, it's not like a- In the morning, I, if I'm eating breakfast, I want kind of breakfast coffee. I want really creamy, really sweet. Okay. During the day, I prefer a black coffee or a sp- straight espresso. During the evenings, I might start mixing it with a cordial or a liquor of choice and you know, start trying to relax a little bit at the end I- of the day. <laughs> I was going to bring that point up. How do you get to sleep? Well, like, uh, you just, It's a constant. If you can fall asleep on caffeine, you can just keep drinking it.
0: So you've just got used to it. you've just, just tanked yourself I just up on got caffeine. Used to caffeine.: Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You, you're looking scary now. What is a, <laughs> I'm scared to look at you. What is a flavonoid? Look what he wrote on that piece of paper before here. Hello, ambient.: How much cry sends me a piece of paper that says the word "ambient question mark on it. Thank you. <laughs> no, for no, the no, suggestion. No, no.
2: Uh, all natural, what? if I need to go to anything, I'm maybe going to a bullet bourbon maybe. Yeah. yeah, you
0: could drink a triple buzz, but now that that's a sort of a restful drink, the triple buzz, it's not supposed to get you tripling buzzing. Well,
1: it? it's, it's, um, it's kind of a restful drink, as much as drinking is restful. Um, if you as much
0: as drinking is restful. That's well, and caffeine's not all stimulants. There on. are
2: some relaxants in caffeine.
0: Okay, now that's something I've never heard before. First of all, we're going to, well, let's do that first, and then we'll get back to flavonoid. What is the relaxant in caffeine? doctor i mean i hate getting Technical.
2: i guess going near the gutter but um i know a lot of times when people drink coffee certain things in our body start moving around a little better um i mean caffeine large is, intestine type exactly it uh, okay. relaxes your smooth muscle tissue and that's oh. where we've got our smooth muscle tissue so i guess it could coffee could also be a medicinal tool and Maybe helps get things going
0: a little better. So that's what you mean by a relaxant. doesn't actually put you to sleep. It puts oh, no, you in the put bathroom. put you to sleep,
2: but, uh, I mean, coffee, generally speaking, will make me kind of, my hand a little twitchy if I drink too much, but espresso won't. Espresso is a little, a cleaner form of caffeine okay. where you don't get a lot of those kind of
0: additives and unwanted things. How, how can coffee be legal and cocaine isn't?
2: I don't know. You're talking to the wrong guy. Who would I talk to about that?
1: <laughs> we'll have to make um, another show. I think uh, you'd
2: make another show, but uh, somebody you voted
0: for would be the first. Did bit. you find it to be? Uh, I mean, have you ever done cocaine in your life? Not recently, of course. But have you ever done it? <laughs> can I plead the fifth? Well, yeah, you can. But you could say, uh, how do you compare the two?
2: I wouldn't compare the two. It's apples to oranges. It is.
0: So there's nothing about drinking tons of coffee a day and getting amped up that you could compare to doing a I'm sure you could be like Voltaire
2: Coke. who drank over 20 coffees a day, and, and look there might him. be a parallel between. Right. Uh, generally speaking, I would not compare the two.
0: Okay. So there's no reason to outlaw coffee. No, no. For no any reason. Not by any means. Okay. Hey, so I'm going to ask you again. I'm really pushing myself along here. What is a flavonoid? And then I'm going to talk about music for a minute.
2: Uh, A flavonoid would be a better way to describe a taste. Um, When people say they have a citrus taste, there's a lot more than just citrus to citrus. Are you tasting lemon or lime or orange or grapefruit? Uh, Everything from a blood orange to a mandarin orange. To so you can bring down taste to differi- something finer.
0: Can you differentiate all these different fine flavonoidable tastes? Certain in flavors a cup of I'm coffee?
2: better with others. Um, I mean, we have our, our master roaster back at our you know roastery. Uh, he can go down the list and tell you every little nuance and of that he's tasting in any given coffee. Um, I'm not quite there yet. I'm working on it. Something you know you got to practice every day and be real familiar with. If you take a step back, it's easy to kind of forget things and just lose those tastes that you were familiar with. Is it? you got to keep
0: it up. It's yes. like a... it's like, a oh, it's like anything. You can practice takes perfect. Right. Andrew
2: here, I'm sure he plays the guitar, not just to play, but a little just to keep himself fresh. Just to keep it fresh. Loose and limber. Do
0: you play, limber. do you practice, Andrew? Absolutely, yeah. Do you actually sit down and say, this is the time I'm going to practice uh, guitar?
3: Yeah, It's well, it's, it's partly going to be practice. It's partly going to be maybe I want to uh, check out, you know, some song that I've been listening to and see what's going on and try to learn... You know, from the masters, or maybe I'm just uh freestyling and trying to write something new, you know, so it's definitely an act of picking up the guitar and seeing what comes out
0: for hey, sure. Hey Mitch, do you play every day? I do play every day. Do you yeah. sit down to practice every day, or do you just like to sit down and play I, because that's what you do
4: you know i go in, I go in phases where I'll actually practice uh, somehow it hasn't come up in a little bit, but uh, I do enjoy what that.
0: about playing something for us now?
4: I will play something for us now. You know what? I'm going to play a song by the late trumpeter Freddie Hubbard in honor of the impending springtime. It's called Up Jump Spring. Okay. So enjoy your (laughs) cocktails. I need the recipe so I can.
0: up, jump, Spring by Mitch Foreman Very nice rendition Thank you very much Mitch Hey listen I'm going to ask you Andrew I was going to ask you a question Something fascinatingly interesting about your life mm-hmm. And then I, as Mitch was playing I thought why don't I ask you this What about what's, What song is the most autobiographical That,
2: huh.
0: that you've written are, are, all, are, the, is, are your songs autobiographical To start out with you start off with an idea about something that's happened to you
3: No um i would probably call it 50 50 some of it is personal experience other parts are just uh uh, trying to delve into what i would imagine uh, uh another sentiment or perspective to be um and then there's the the story songs you know the ones that tell a story uh and the characters aren't me you know none of them may be me uh so yeah, it's 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 a fifty-fifty. I'd say some are personal experiences, some not at all.
0: Do the ones that are written for personal experience do anything for you in a sort of therapeutic sense? Absolutely.
3: I think. Uh, I think. I mean, I, I can. I record things all the time, you know, on the, on my phone or on the computer, to keep ideas around, and then eventually you have this giant list of recordings, you know, and me being as as unorganized as I am they have no title or anything they just have a date so I click on things that are two years old and I listen to it and it brings me back to you know what that was or or that song that I had forgotten I was writing and is almost finished and I think well I should get back to that and just write that song it's almost done it sounds great now you know Um, (laughs) and just the same the songs that are finished that are three years old when I sing them I go back to what I wrote them about it. So you know? When you
0: when you write a song that makes you that has some sort of therapeutic value, and you sing it again, mm-hmm. does it does it is it cathartic again when you sing it, or does it make you sad again because it was sad before, or make you feel better again because it made you feel better before?
3: I think it's a it's a dichotomy of appreciating you know if it's a sad song, uh, appreciating not only how well it might be now, but uh, remembering how. Sobering it was then, and uh, you know, keeping in mind to, to cherish when it, when it's not that bad. Or, you
0: know. So, what's one of those songs for you that, that uh, you wrote about an
3: experience that uh, probably a song called I Miss My Home, which was, yeah, I wrote it uh, I wrote it while I was in Baton Rouge waiting to get back here, you know, after the hurricane. And uh, you know, I kind of kept it to myself for the longest time. And eventually, a roommate in Baton Rouge said, You know, that song you play in your room, you should really <laughs> start playing that when you play shows. I said, Okay, sure, and uh. I started playing it a little bit, and then, you know, it, uh, the more that I played it, and it's like that with, with every song. You know, you, some songs you think are great, and you play them, and you don't get much reaction, and some songs you don't think are that special, and you play it, and it's just, it strikes a chord with some people, and then you realize that it really, it really was genuine. So this was one of those, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it was genuine at the time that I wrote it, but now I do. So it's called I
0: Miss My Home. Okay. Andrew Duhon. <laughs>
5: Cast to a foreign land I'm on my back Left to watch my hometown city drive And government buildings fade to black Gonna take some time Take a whole lot of time Some nail and bow Cause everything's giving in To the war and wind But it ain't no time To question the Lord But I remember when There was something I still believed in Yeah, I remember when there was something I still had faith in But I miss my happy home Oh, my city laws Oh, sweet southern streets Wanna feel that river wind on my face again That's all that really matters to me Yeah, don't get me wrong I'm the son of a Christian man God damn, I miss my home church where I used to go, it's barren and caved in, All oh, but the people that came to hear the gospel saying gonna be back to sing those songs again, I miss my happy home, oh, my city lost, yeah, that's where I'll be, when I'm growing old, all my stories told, New Orleans Yeah, don't get me wrong I'm the son of a Christian man But God damn I miss mine You yeah, don't get me wrong I'm a son of a Christian man But God damn, I miss my home
0: Hey you go. Wow. Beautiful song about New Orleans and about Hurricane Katrina. Right. So when you play that, how do you feel? And does that make you feel like you did when you were stuck in Baton Rouge waiting to come back? Yeah, a
3: little bit. Um... Makes me think about walking past Walden, Waldenburg Park and feeling that "quote unquote" river wind. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's everything that you love about this place, or that I love about this place. And uh,
0: and your songs are all written here. I mean, you've been living here for for a long time, for right. your Morris, your whole life. And the new al- you have a new album called "Songs I Wrote Before I Knew You." I, right. I have
3: that album. I also have a newer EP uh, out, oh. uh, even later. But uh, yeah, two, two recordings out.
0: What's that called, the new one?
3: That one's called Dreaming When You Leave, which and, is a track.
0: And where do, track we, on. do we Are they on iTunes or on your sure. site? Or iTunes, everywhere. My
3: website, Um You'll run into right. it.
0: Beautiful songs. And of course, one of the things that makes New Orleans a great place to come home to is booze. Absolutely. <laughs> doesn't hurt?
3: It? it doesn't hurt.
0: So, <laughs> So we've already
1: hours a day. We've
0: already sampled our um, our triple buzz, which is now the official drink of its New Orleans happy hour. Excellent. So, Star, we're going to call on you to come up with creation number two. What's it going to be?
1: This cocktail is called Mahalia Rising.
0: Mahalia um, Rising, David.
1: And um, this is something that anyone can do at home. Um, you can also, um, if you can't infuse or don't want to infuse your bourbon with coffee beans, you can pick up something like the Stirrings Espresso liqueur. It's already espresso-flavored for you. Um, we're going to use fresh local satsumas that I got at the farmer's market, um, some Kettle One vodka, a little bit of cream, because once again, we're in that winter mm-hmm. mode right now, and a touch of simple syrup, which this time will be with just sugar and water.
0: Okay. And it's called Mahalia Rising. Do you want to, can you do it from here?
1: I can, no, okay, I'll I come have, with you. I have you. To stand over there and shake, and
0: shake and roll. I'll come with you. Hang on a second. Okay. Mitch is just telling me what to do so I don't cause any feedback. Oh, I see. Good idea, Mitch. Okay. So there's two Mitches? Yeah, Mitch is wow. playing the piano and Mitch is working the controls Stereo as well. Mitches. Very confusing. Ain't that a Mitch? Okay. we so see, that see that with <laughs> We're okay, so start sorry, with what are we doing? I'm an ounce and a half of drunk. A kettle,
1: one vodka. <laughs> sorry, say that again <laughs> a, a kettle
0: one vodka. An ounce and a half.
1: We're gonna st- use a quarter ounce What's of What's
0: this. this what is this stuff in here? Cream.
1: This is cream, yes it is. Okay. It's the good stuff from the cow. Um, half ounce of cream. We used a quarter ounce of the stirring's espresso. Is this little. gonna make
0: our bowels move like the espresso? <laughs> like it's gonna make wonders. something
1: move. It's gonna make something move. It'll probably make so, your feet get up and dance.
0: Really? Okay, this is nice. What is this? This is the, well, this is the fresh fresh I Setsumas I got here, yes. Oh, this is looking good. Very nice. So, hey, Kirk, what is SNOB? Why, why did you start it?
2: Well, SNOB, again, uh, Society of New Orleans Barista, the N.O. makes for a lot of great acronyms. Um, yeah. Uh, it's started to kind of fill a need uh, to give a, a group feeling for all the, the local independent baristas in New Orleans right um, New Orleans has a pretty eclectic coffee scene from everything from mom and pop shops to corporate chains to uh, national corporate chains it always feels a lot of us end up competing with each other and not working uh, with oh, each other sorry that was the ah no problem can I just
0: interrupt you for a second sure, why, sure. Why, do you, why did you slam that like that
1: so that I can hold it like this, and we don't
0: have to worry about it. Oh, it's so you can over. hold it from the top. One handed. That's Glad, like, wow, that's amazing.
1: Glass down How often does the glass break, break when you do that? I never. I used never happened. Good, good tempered glass.
0: Here. Wow, okay. This is um, a pint glass in a cocktail What is that? A stainless steel cocktail it's, shaker. Yeah, it's a shaker.
1: And what we're going to do here is we're going to dry shake it first since we have this Dry cream. shake it. Dry shake it. It means okay. there's no ice in there. Because we have all this cream in here. We want that to kind of froth a bit for us. So okay. we're going to dry shake it. Go on, her Tell
2: us about your snob. Carry on. So again, uh, snob is just a, a community of baristas where we can get together, uh, talk about what's new in the industry, w- what issues we're having with our local shop. Um,
0: Do you have a guild like the, like yes, the bartenders, actually, bartenders Guild? Yes,
2: I'm also a member of the USBG, which is the U.S.
0: Barista Guild. Barista ah. Guild, so it has the same name as the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Well, I Wonder do. I'm if there'll be some out. sort of a my dues are, are only dispute over that.
2: So my dues are a little cheaper than her fifty dollars. How much are yours a year? Forty five.
0: Forty <laughs> five.
2: Yeah, That's and we get a t
0: shirt. <laughs> 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 um,
2: well, we meet. Um, usually we try to meet bi monthly.
0: Um, is, we'll is it hard to get a word in at those meetings?
2: Sometimes, yeah, everybody's everybody pretty amped, amped up. up and yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they, they have, everybody has a usually uh, a pretty good buzz. Um, there's usually a bottle being passed around of something brown and strong. Okay. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it can
0: be too, and a it, challenging to get a word. Is here. it equally men and women that are attracted to the U.S. barista business? I'd say so, uh, a pretty
2: fair amount. Um, I know about, traditionally yes. speaking, uh, baristas in Europe are strict, almost strictly all male. Yeah, uh, But here, we're we're equal opportunities. It's 50
0: 50. Uh, what about bartenders and designers? Uh, it's still Star uh, is at 50 50.
1: No, it is still a male dominated field. But I have to say that the women in the industry are really coming out strong. Yeah, We've got some really amazing female bartenders, mixologists, or cocktail creators, or whichever term you'd like to use.
0: Okay. So now you're making a lot of drinks. One, two, three, four, five. This makes seven drinks if you're listening along at home. One for Grant, then. Yeah. a lot of people here. Right? So, you're making them for v- everybody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I
1: said, the women that are emerging are, are just awesome. There's some okay. really good ones, but it's still male dominated.
0: Okay, so what's going on here is that everyone's getting, this is the most drunk anyone's people have been on the show, I must say. Uh, and Mitch, our technical director, has, I don't know how many of these he's had. He's, he chugged that cocktail you made him down as a shot. Now he's had, I don't know what else he's drinking over he here. Just, he, he spilled, spilled a, a drink. Rant. He spilled a drink all over the table with all the equipment on it. And then he writes me a question to ask somebody that says apron or no apron. What the I, hell does that
2: I prefer an apron when I'm behind a bar. You do? I'm kind of sloppy, and I have no regard for my clothes. So for me, it's so just a little easier the, just to wipe my hands on an
0: apron. So that to- question, Mitch, was intended for Kirk. Okay, thanks very much. Not for you. I'll you well, were- I, I I
1: like to- tell you, when well, wear I'm doing a batch cocktail and I'm preparing for a large event, I will wear my apron because there's a lot of juicy I mean, you saw me doing this at yeah. Look at this table. It's covered in juice. I know, but you
0: are actually clean. You haven't spilled anything Well, on I'm yourself. pretty
1: good at, at oh, keeping okay. it off of myself. okay. A so now you So now
0: you decorate. Is it we're decorating or accessorizing? What do we call this? This is
1: called a garnish. 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 And what, what we're <laughs> going to do is we're taking, we're actually reusing the coffee beans that I used to infuse my, my bourbon with earlier, um, waste hot okay. and whatnot, yep. and we're going to take this... It does a few things. Number one, it looks pretty on top of your drink. You can see that this foam that I, I worked on is. Oh, it's got it's, it's like it's three layers. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like an orange layer there. and
0: then a layer of foam. So you designed this drink. You created it. I did, this.
1: I did. And then also, when you bring your nose to the glass, you're going to smell like that coffee bean mm. sitting on top of there. Oh, so that it'll be good. a little aromatherapy each time you take a sip. New
0: Orleans is, New Orleans is pretty well known for coffee, I thought that it's a sort of a much better coffee scene here, than it's more genuine and it's older than Seattle and it's older than all these other places. But is that true or is that just what we think from living here because everything's greater in New Orleans if you live here? A
2: little of both, and everything is greater in New Orleans. Um, Miss Payton. um, Yes, generally speaking, New Orleans is considered a coffee town. We've never really been known as a a
0: quality
2: coffee town. Um, We haven't. No. I've,
0: I've thought we have don't you think that Andrew don't you feel that well you travel all over the place playing yeah. well there's uh, co- there places that are better hey I've got a fantastic question for you that finally this is what I meant to ask you huh. chicory
2: well well, that's kind of where I was going with
0: uh, New Orleans coffee scene um, what is the deal with chicory I love coffee and chicory but I believe that real coffee aficionados say that it's a, some sort of bastardized drink that nobody in their right mind should be drinking uh,
2: yeah. it is kind of a bastardized coffee um I mean, chicory, cutting it with coffee started in the Crimean War. So back in the 1840s, 1850s, um, you've got to imagine a couple of French folks immigrated to New Orleans. They brought that along as a nice filler and a nice cut to coffee. Um, chicory is It's in the lettuce family. It's a part of the endive, and they use the root, and they'll roast it and grind it. And add it to coffee. It adds a little so bit. So, how of, did it
0: become a, identified with New Orleans? is like we call that New Orleans coffee now, as coffee and chicory. How did we get from the Crimean War to being a sort of a New Orleans staple? Well, New Orleans is
2: a is a really big coffee port.
0: Um, about
2: one third of all coffee consumed in North America comes through New Orleans. Um, so that helped. Uh, mm. I mean, but traditionally, uh, I guess we got to go back to the Civil War, Union blockade. Uh, I mean, New Orleans was a pretty big port back then, and I'd say it's still a substantial-sized port, but in the Civil War, that was it. Okay.
0: Oh, it looks like our drink is ready. Okay, here. now this is cool. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch the name of this one. Still. What's it called? Mahalia Rising. Mahalia Rising. How could I and have that? Are we to that?
3: consume the coffee bean?
1: If you choose
0: to. Ah, uh, if you so choose. It then. is edible. Should we ask about the name, or should we try it? Let's try it first. Now, what are we drinking to this time? Hmm. Mardi Gras. I've never seen such a blank look On anybody's face <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> Whole, Everybody's sitting here looking at each other Like well what the hell are we drinking to To Mardi Gras, to Mardi Very Gras. Good.
1: Here, here, And to warmer days again oh, yeah. <laughs> That is
2: delightful oh, That's great
1: <sighs> It's a little what bit of a nice. dessert drink
0: It is, it's sweet wow. Now let me ask you a question We talked about coffee and chicory And how that's sort of A real New Orleans bastardization That leads me to hangovers what what is the deal with a hangover?
1: Well, the best way to um, cure a hangover is to prevent it.
0: Which oh wow yes doctor. Yes. What what is the bit? Be- <laughs> Do not drink. To but bur- I'm talking no, about the, these- the the prevention.
1: The prevention the- to a hangover is hydration and to uh-huh. drinking better spirits. So you know it might be cheaper to drink your well vodka if you're going to drink vodka, or bourbon or anything else for that matter. But. If you use a a call liquor, they typically have a better distillation process where they're cutting the heads and the tails, which is going to probably be a little bit over the general idea of like what's going on when you're distilling liquor. But it's basically the the bad stuff. So the better quality liquor, the less chance
0: of you getting a hangover.
1: The lower the chances because you have fewer like ethers and things like that left over in that that liquor. So
0: I've always thought too that drinking these mixed drinks. With there's lots of stuff in them and they're sugary, is more hangover inducing. Well, sure. I mean, if
1: if you get tons of sugar, tons of sugar will be easier for you to have a hangover. But I think really the best thing to do is to eat well with a nice starchy dinner before you go out. That's one great prevention method. Um, right. And then to drink a glass of a large glass of water in between every cocktail or beer. Do you do or, that? I do. I actually do. See, that. I, I, I do that Do you as do as
0: that, well. Kirk? As well, mm-hmm. you drink water. A pint, like a large glass of water between a every drink. Large glass of water. And, and I,
1: I actually, try I it up a bit. I do sparkling water or soda mm-hmm. water.
0: Right. It
1: makes me feel like an adult.
0: Andrew, <laughs> you're a, you're a rock you're a rock and roll right. guy. Yeah, so I make no, sure no I don't, water, eat, I don't right?
3: eat lunch, so it's cheaper to get drunk, you know.
0: Are you drinking water between every drink no. on the road? No. 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 That's it, doesn't,
3: it doesn't
1: prohibit you from be- being drunk. It just makes you feel a hell of a lot better the next day. Really? And then, if you can think about it, just when you get home, take an Advil, and they'll leave and tell you it's a nice little cocktail right there. Yeah, I
2: mean, are we trying to get drunk, or are we trying to get sick? It's... Yeah, well, that water doesn't hurt.
1: It doesn't hurt, and it doesn't stop your buzz at all. It just mm-hmm. keeps your body hydrated, so that you okay. don't. That's what I would well, guest.
3: Uh, I'll take your uh, advice into uh, consideration. Then. Drink
0: a glass of water between every one of those beers. I learned that from a fireman. Take and Advil and a leave on they the know way how home. To cut loose. We that. have to. We're out of here. We have to. We've got to quit and get moving. We're way out of time. So, Andrew, I'm going to make you play another song.
3: Sure, play one more. Here it comes. Mm-hmm.
5: Was the prettiest thing that they had ever seen in a small town run on guy and gasoline Well they marveled at her green eyes and her curls, but in any other town she'd be just another beautiful girl They wore that Bible barrel just a little too tight. Down a one-way street with only one street light So to take it right, you had to go the wrong way first Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl She got a car with a boy, got a car with a cigarette Yeah, Jesus may forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget She was everybody's gossip Everybody prayed for her. Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. And she grew up fast and she hacked up a Sunday gown. And the high school boys learned fast, they should hang around. It's in a small town, that's the only thing going down was her. Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. With a boy, got a car with a cigarette. Yeah, Jesus might forgive you, but the preacher's never gonna forget. She was everybody's gossip, everybody prayed for her. Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl. She took the hand of a black boy and they ran away. The day she found out She was three weeks late well, She knew that town Would never love her baby girl Or in any other town She'd be just another beautiful girl She got caught with a boy Got caught with a cigarette Yeah, yeah Jesus might forgive you But a preacher's never gonna forget Yeah, she was there Everybody's gossip, everybody prayed for her Lord, in any other town, she'd be just another beautiful girl And that girl was born, prettiest thing her mother'd ever seen In a busy hospital, on a busy street Should've seen her hazel eyes, brown skin and curls Oh, but to everybody else, she was just another beautiful girl. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. There we go. Thank you. Andrew, Johan, thank you so much. Thanks for having beautiful. me. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, that's, those songs are all from the album songs I first wrote before two, I met you. The first two are on that
3: album, and um, that last one is yet to be recorded, but on an album uh, coming to you soon. So that's a sneak review. You know, you've got to play something new. You've got to keep it in mind that the songwriting has to be in motion, right? So
0: Very nice. Thank you so much, so much for being here, Andrew Duhon. Also, Star Hodgson, award-winning bartender and Cheers. cocktail creator. Thank you very much for making us our two drinks. Our Thanks official drink me. of It's New Orleans Happy Hour, the Triple Buzz, and Mahalia Rising, which is named after whom?
1: Um... Well, Mahalia Jackson, and um, it's a, a rising in terms of the coffee and satsuma juice you would think of in the morning, so it's
0: Oh, it's a, sort of a sort of a pun on Mahalia and rising. Yes. Okay, thank you so much, and we look forward to... A, there's more of your cocktails that we can find recipes for. We'll put a link to it on our, on our site. Absolutely. That would be great. Thank you so much for Cheers. being here. And Kirk Nipmeyer, coffee man. Yes. From coffee... Orleans Orleans Coffee, Orleans coffee Exchange, I'm sorry. I've had too many of these cocktails. Thank you very much for joining us as well. Is there info about you we can put a link to on our side? We can find out more about you. You can
2: find, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at nobaristas.twitter. Um, you can also find us on the Facebook page, Society of New Orleans Baristas, and uh, support your local non-corporate coffee.
0: All right, thank America. you very much. Very nice. Our technical direction is by Mitch Cry. Our show is produced by Tanya Castellanos, Trish Kaufman, and Mindy Hawes. Anything that's musical on here is organized by um, Christian Unruh. And if you'd like to be on the show, or you'd like to recommend somebody to be on the show, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show comes to you live from the Colm's Hotel here at 3811 St. Charles Avenue in uptown new orleans it's a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here in new orleans and a great place to come stay if you want to come visit us here in new orleans what else do i have to say anybody got any ideas oh mitch foreman is playing the piano i knew i'd forgotten something mitch foreman is playing the piano back in our studio for its new orleans happy hour i'm grant morris check out our other shows online as well there's lots more happy hours and psych ward is there for your educational pleasure see you next time